Welcome to What They Never Told Us, the podcast where we explore our own personal journeys in the hopes to give you some insight into your own narrative. I'm your host, Sasha, licensed mental health counselor. And I'm your host, Crystal, licensed social worker. Yes, we are mental health professionals. However, we are not experts on anyone else but ourselves. You are the only expert on you. The information shared or discussed on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Um, I want to apologize right now that the audio is going to sound very echoey, but I am in a very large home in Italy living my best Italian bougie life. Y'all just going to have to deal until I get back <laughs> home <laughs> and I'm back in the closet. Today, we are going to be talking about community care or community self-care, however you want to refer to it. Um, And we wanted to bring it up because it's something that we don't talk about enough, and we wanted to bring it to your awareness because it is part of taking care of yourself. You know how we do. Before we get started, we want to talk about what we are holding in. So, Sasha, what are you holding in? Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, what I really want to say. I mean, I'm holding in a lot. I'm just really frustrated. I'm holding in a lot of tears. I really want to cry and I can't let it out. Um, I'm holding in a lot of anger. Yeah, it sucks. I'm holding in a lot of anger. Like, I fucking hate the world, to be quite honest, right now. I am holding in a lot of feelings of feeling incompetent. And I don't know if it's true or not. I'm feeling defeated because I also am mad at myself that I'm here again. Like, I feel like all the work I've done means nothing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just hard. But that's where I'm at. So happy news all around. <laughs> How about you? Um, I feel like had I recorded this two days ago, I would have been feeling real terrible um like really really shitty I was crying a lot I was very emotional very confused trying to make sense of things without having all of the information necessary I feel a lot calmer now I feel hopeful and I hope that it doesn't end up biting me in the ass (laughs) (laughs) um but I'm, um, I think I'm trying to process and navigate, like, what's good, what's bad, how do I feel, being in a new space, being a new person, meaning, like, being, getting to a place where I've healed. I'm trying to, like, figure out, like, is this old shit? that's coming up and should I be running is this new is it a combination of like old bad things and new things at the same time that could have the potential to be good for me or a good learning experience at the very least so I feel like I'm moving forward with hope and just I don't know happy I guess we'll see how long that lasts stop stop right there I'm not gonna let you even do that you're like didn't you wanna say you're happy because it was like am like 
it's not even that you're not sure if you're happy. I think it's the, like actually verbalizing you're happy because mm. it's odd. It's like you, you almost didn't want to admit it. Yeah, you're happy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just, yeah, you're right. It does feel weird because I was like, this is weird. Okay. I But I am, I will say, I'm a little nervous still because I, there's a part of me that's like, it can be pulled out. The rug can be pulled out from underneath me. But I also feel like I'm willing to take the risk for that to happen. So as I mentioned earlier, we are going to be talking about community care. The reason why we're talking about this topic is because there was a TikTok back in January that went viral because the woman had spent the majority of the past two years of the pandemic alone. Uh, She had moved to a state a while before the pandemic had even uh, started. And she had made some friends and she got along well with her coworkers, but she realized that she had no real support during the pandemic, which is a very traumatic and difficult time for everybody in the world who was experiencing it. After experiencing the pandemic two years later, she made the realization that even though she had practiced self-care, and this is what she said, she couldn't self-care her way out of her need for community, right? And um, she was saying like all of the yoga, the meditation, affirmations, whatever, All of that wasn't enough to replace the fact that she needed a community of people to help her and to like guide her and to just be there to support her during this time. Because basically all of her family and all of her close friends were living in another state. And even though she had made some friendships, none of these people she had built a relationship with that was close enough for her to call them in case of an emergency. Mm. You know, I'm sick with COVID. Can you bring me soup? Like these were people like, oh, you know, like let's go to happy hour or like I'll meet you at the gym tomorrow type of people. But no one like that she had an intimate relationship with. She had felt like, oh, like I've done a good job of building a community. But when push came to shove, of during an emergency she realized she had none so we thought it was important to talk about community care because I think we put so much emphasis on self-care and what we have to do for ourselves Mm. and taking care of ourselves Um, and because of the society we live in I don't think we realize how much we need each other you know even talking about community like and I I hate to break all these things down because like I broke down what self-care means and I broke down like what real self-care is versus the way it's sold to us. But like right now I'm thinking of what is our true definition of what community is. I I can tell you for sure that I didn't grow up in a place where my neighbors mattered. I didn't matter. My neighbors didn't matter. It was just me and mine, right? And I'm in a little bit of a depressive mood right now. So I'm sorry if I say something that's triggering to somebody. I think I'm feeling the the end of when people say they're in community and then they're not. Like mm-hmm. you you realize where everybody's just kind of like out for themselves and it's a dog eat dog world. And mm-hmm. I'm really disappointed. And I feel like sometimes people claim to want community. And because we don't know what it is, we're like acting towards this thing that's it's fruitless, right? Like we're not doing anything to really sustain it. We're not actually creating anything. It's just energy being put out there into the world for no reason. And then you get tired and frustrated. And and then it's like even more reason to be selfish. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely was thinking about, like, why don't we practice community care? And I think that as I've healed, like, and have done the work and been in therapy, like, I'm realizing, like, how much it frustrates me, how individualistic we are, and how much we don't care about each other, like, as a society. Um, because I'm like, I, I know I don't know you, but do you really not give a shit about my well-being? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. And then I think that there are times when I'm going through something that's especially difficult on an emotional level, or I have an emergency that I realize like my list of people to call is short. And that does um, make me feel a little panicky because I think mm -hmm. that there's a lot of my old shit, like even though I've done a lot of healing, I think there's part of a lot of my old shit, like, let me not cry wolf so to speak like let me not call on people unless I really need it because I just don't want to find myself in a really bad situation and not have anyone to call on like even during COVID I was making sure I was extra safe because I was like I live alone and I don't want to inconvenience people if I get sick and who's going to take care of me and things like that yeah you know and it's so interesting and it goes back to what I was saying about like this cycle of okay, so now I can't rely on my community too much, so I'm just going to have to rely on myself. And I think that this society feeds this idea of self-care, self-care. We're not even doing that right, self-care. <laughs> <laughs> so what I, mean by, <laughs> what I mean by that is, you know, we keep talking about this idea of self-care. And it's interesting, I was talking about it with somebody and I wrote it down and then I found it in notes elsewhere, like somebody wrote a blog about it. I feel like we've mistaken self-care with self-indulgence. Mm -hmm. This idea that I'm just going to like jump in into this all is me world and that's it. And that's what self-care is and that's how I'm going to do it. And like that's not what self-care really is because what it is is a pause. It's avoidance. It once more causes you to, to just be working these ways of I'm just not going to deal with that right now. Mm -hmm. But funny enough, self-care to me and like the people I've been speaking with really is actually engaging people, having them push you differently. It's in the, when you're pushed, it's going to hurt, right? Think of when you're going to the gym and technically that's a form of self-care. Um, this isn't mine. This is somebody else's, but your muscles are going to hurt, right? But it is self-care. So like, that's what real self-care looks like. It's about actually addressing the issues head on and and trying to make them better um, instead of the indulging in something that makes you feel good. That's it, That reminds me of addicts mm -hmm. when they indulge in something that feels good. So even self-care is not correctly given to us because let's say you do have the ability to go to the spa and, you know, hang out with your girls and blah, blah, blah. What are you doing while you're there? Are you all on your phones uh, posting on social media? Talking about self-care, hashtag self-care, or are you really addressing who? <laughs> yeah, I'm judging them. That's judgment on my end because it just perpetuates toxicity in our world. Um, and I know I'm judging them, right? But I think that we're playing into this thing that very few people in the world get to call self-care because the mm -hmm. people in the world that call that self-care really have no fucking care in the world. They can just be like, oh, we're going to go to a spa today and this feels good and we can talk shit and da 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 And that's their form of self-care because that relates to their world. But I don't think many of us, especially marginalized people, can call that self-care. So there has to be a different way of 
caring period. Yeah. I mean, I was also thinking about what does self-care actually mean? And I was like, self-care is meditating when I don't want to. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Cause I know it's good for me. Um, or setting a boundary, right? Like having a difficult conversation. And I think like a lot of times we take something and we run with it. Like as a society, no matter what it is, like we're like, oh, yeah. I like that. And we we take the pieces that we like and we we talk about it because everyone's an expert. Everyone wants to sell something on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? So I think self-care obviously has is one of those things. Self-care is having that tough conversation. And if you have to like go lay down for a little bit, that's just my form of self-care to kind of just like gather yourself afterwards, then yes. And I think like, it's like, okay, well you, you can rest. So yes, rest is self-care. But if you don't, like if you didn't do the difficult thing to help yourself, like if you didn't go exercise, right. And, and mm-hmm. pull those muscles, why are you resting? Like, what are you resting for? And I think like, that's where we kind of maybe got lost a little bit. So I'm glad that you explained that a bit further. I did want to talk about community care because I think it's a concept that's obviously not as well known as self-care. So in the traditional like mental health sense, uh, community care is using our power, privilege, and resources to better the people who are both with within and outside of our reach. So in the most basic terms, what that means is like using our resources to build supports around each other. And when you build supports around you, you also build it for yourself if you're a part of the community. So when we talk about community care, we talk about it on the macro level, right? And that can be like voting, speaking up against injustices, donating. But what we're really talking about today is on the micro level, right? So um, it's like an intimate form of community care. This isn't about like donating or volunteering, um, but it's about building those deep connections and relationships with people um, where you have that level of vulnerability, where you can call them during a crisis. You know, you can just go through challenging moments, good moments, like all of it, right? Like you can share all sides of yourself within this particular community. That's what we mean um, by community care. It's about like, who are the people in your corner? Who's in your inner circle? And I think I would hope, this is my hope, that you all, at least during this pandemic, got a chance to see who was really in your community and if you had that community or not, because this, the woman who... Um, inspired this conversation today the tiktoker she had built some sort of like friendship so she didn't really build like intimate real community and that was of no fault of her own obviously but I think she realized that she didn't understand that what she was working so hard to build was not something intimate like what she had back at home when she grew up so that speaks to the point that I want to make is when I was thinking about community self-care and like I was reading a lot on what it means, someone wrote, it's about asking for help and not like knowing how to ask for help. And then you talked about the pandemic and I personally feel that like asking for help, it's so difficult in a world where we're not really used to offering it as well because mm-hmm. basic fundamentals of what it is to self-care or ask for, or like be there in a community or what a community is like this is why we spoke about it in the beginning they're not there mm-hmm. so then how do you ask for something that someone might 
not be able to offer. And that already gives you this feeling of like, you know what, I shouldn't do it because you're starting to feel like a burden or and then your shit comes up, right? I think we all have this knowing sense and understanding that asking for help is weak and we've all internalized that one way or another. So like, it's really hard, even for me at times to ask some of my friends for help, even the friends that love me to death. And I know they love me to death because I know they're going through their own shit. So how do I call them and say, Hey, I really need your help right now. When you're also in, I don't want to say crises, but like, you're also drowning in your own stuff. And that's part of our culture too. Like the more productive you are, the better you are. And that means that you're also going to be drowning. And and it's just hard. There were moments, especially this week, where I wanted to call my friends or just kind of reach out. And I did isolate myself a lot. And I just kept thinking of, oh, but they have X, Y, Z, this on their plate. Oh, no, they're going through that. And no. So you just kind of stay alone. And it's funny, we did the podcast on how do you ask for help? But like, how do you ask for help in a world where we haven't even set up the right building blocks for this? Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I agree with you because I feel the same way. And I think that, again, for me, I'm a very like break glass in case of emergency. So it's like when I get to the point where I'm like, I really can't hold it in anymore. Like I need someone right now. Um, that's kind of like when I start to call on people. You know how we always talk about doing the work and how it gets harder before it gets better type of uh, situation. I think when you were speaking, that's what it was reminding me of. Like sometimes like when we are in need, like that's the point of having the community. That's the point of building. Like even when you're, you know, like going through something and maybe I'm going through something too. Like the point is to lean on each other. Um, And there's going to be times where, you can lean on me and I'm very sturdy and I can hold both myself and hold you up. And there's going to be times where we're holding each other up. Um, and I think that that's, that's also part of the, uh, part of the point. I also do feel like the people in your community have to have that self-awareness as well, or be working towards it and doing the work. Because I do think that for some people, when they're drowning, they don't have the capacity for others. And, I think like there's times where I'm drowning and I'm like, okay, I need to take care of myself. And there's times where I'm drowning and I do have time and space for someone else to, for us to hold each other up. I feel like it's one of those things where you have to be very aware and intentional. I I think like one of the reasons why I thought build, I think building community care is difficult is because I think that we automatically see it as my needs are going to be met exactly the way that they need to be met. And sometimes you just have to hold space for the complexity of being in relationship with other people, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It reminds me of something that came up in an article, like one of these research articles that I read. It's about self-care within a community and how marginalized communities engage in self-care and why. And They brought up this idea of liberation psychology, Mm. and it's how people understand how they resist and overcome oppression within their communities. And that has to do with the awareness piece that you were discussing. It has to do with understanding what your world is, why it's that way, Um, understanding that awareness of like where you're at fault, where you're not at fault, where things are happening to you versus the things that you can control. And... I feel like that's really, really hard sometimes. And I'm not, and I don't want to sound pessimistic. And I think I'm just in a pessimistic mood right now. I'm just low. 
But it's so hard when we all say we want that and then we're overwhelmed by the oppressive forces of it, right? Like you look at it and you're like, well, how is community care really going to like, I don't want to say mend because I don't think it's the end all be all, but how do we build and build like create support um, so that you feel grounded in something genuinely and wholeheartedly, right? I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm just seeing it from a different, um, and I, I mean, I also think I'm in a different headspace too, where I feel like if I was, if it was Monday, I would be feeling real different about this conversation versus today. Um, so I do get it. And I think um, for me, what, when you were speaking about, I think what makes this that piece of what you were explaining difficult is like I when I think about like building genuine community care I just feel like some people really don't have the capacity to do it um and I think that that's what makes it hard um because I think like for some those oppressive forces like will just drown you and I think that to me um is the difficult piece because I feel like there are times where I don't get my needs met and I'm very understanding of like, okay, I, I know this person is going through something and like, I will hold space for them and for myself. Um, but I don't think that a lot of people understand what it really means to hold space. And I think you have to be very intentional about what you need from your community and for your community to be open and understanding of like, this is what Crystal needs. And if her needs aren't being met and she's expressing them, it's just an area to work on and not take it personally, maybe. No, you're right. I think I, one, I am in a very interesting mode right now. Um, and I'm not sure if I've ever shown this side like completely, um, I, it gets dark and, um, but then I, I think about the moments where I'm not in this mode and I realize that like, I genuinely like helping, right? I genuinely like being there for you and the people that I want to be there for. Like, I know that I have purpose. I know that I, I, I create a world where like, I want to give where I wasn't, because I wasn't given certain things. I just... I guess I'm just in a bad mood, so I apologize if I'm bringing anyone down. Mm-mm, don't apologize. We're all humans. We all go through emotions. We talk about it all the time. We we try to be the type of people, podcast hosts, who are genuine to what we feel and what we preach, and we do the work, even when it fucking sucks ass, <laughs> um, and we're humans, and sometimes we're in a bad mood, and that's okay. So I do want to mention that some of the benefits of having community care is that it does help to keep you grounded and builds like healthier attachments, um, especially if you don't already have a secure attachment. When you have a healthy community, you're able to build your boundaries or reinforce your boundaries, build on your self-worth. You start to see the good in the world. You don't continue to operate out of a place of panic, fear, or anger. Um, you let go of hyper-independence, which really is, for most people, a, a trauma response. You um, can open yourself up to the world. You stop being rigid. 
intolerant. Um, you have space for vulnerability and intimacy because you can't build those things on your own. Like a lot of these things we tell people, go heal, go love yourself and things like that. What we don't realize is like you can only achieve so much of that on your own. Like you can't build a house on your own, like you need people, like someone's holding the beam while the other person nails it down. You know what I'm saying? Like there's multiple people needed to build a strong foundation. So when you have that community and when you learn to build those things, you bring that to the table for other people, right? Like when you respect their boundaries, when you help them work on their sense of self-worth and you also gain that um, and a lot of healing from trauma, if you look at the research, is reintegrating into the community. A lot of um, a lot of people's response to to trauma is to isolate, is to mm. um, disconnect. You fear the world. You don't trust it. Um, and sometimes, because you don't have these boundaries, like everything feels dangerous um, to you. So. I think that in order for us to heal from trauma and we live in a world that is full of trauma, like think about like just where we're at in the world, like post pandemic, Russia is in Ukraine. Like there's just so much going on and we're exposed to so much. Um, we are, we all have to certain, to a certain degree, some level of a trauma response within us and go, being within community is one way to help heal from that. So side note, I yesterday someone asked me how come I don't want to have kids. <laughs> All those lists, like that list you just gave is exactly why. Um, and he, he was older than me and he basically said like, you know, that's so interesting. So many young people now don't want to have kids. I said, yeah. But have you seen the way the world is? Right, the like, it, it does. And, it, you know, you think about, you know, your family is your own little community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, you ideal, I've idealized it in this beautiful way of, like, a loving space where we got each other and, like, I can help build someone up. And I just don't know if I have the capacity to do that in this world. Um, and it's really difficult. So, I, I, it made me think of that, I guess. Um, but I also think on the flip side, like I'm not changing my tune. I think I've also believed in community self-care. I'm just in a different place right now. I think there are a lot of benefits to engaging in community care. Um, because when I look back, even though I'm not in that space right now, um, I, like I said, I feel good um, when I give back. I, f I think it's harder for me personally to receive that's the piece that I, I think if I if you were to put me in charge of like like a community, I'd be good, but I wouldn't know how to receive it back. So maybe I'm a little bit of a hypocrite or maybe I'm just still learning. Um, but there are a lot of health benefits to actually engaging with people. So one of them is it actually decreases hypertension. Um, there are studies that have been done. Um, who like of elderly people who volunteer for at least 200 hours per year, um, they decrease their risk of hypertension, which reminds me of that episode we did with um, the development, the, the, the different stages of development. And we talk about um, generativity versus stagnation, I think it was. And you get to a point where 
you just don't want to deal with the world or you you know you get to a point in the end of your life where you're happier because you're giving back right so that and that goes back to attachment as well like you think about like how we fall into these stages of development it has to do with our attachment so it's all interconnected um community care isn't just for the elderly it actually funny enough promotes posit- more positive behaviors in like teenagers so helping others actually introduces like younger people uh specifically teens um to the idea of giving back um if you think about it like there are a lot of us and i think a lot of us grew up in this world where all we saw was ours me mine uh mainly me mine me mine go get yours you know go with this go do that um so what that does is it actually helps promote more of a community based mindset when you're developing um and community care instills purpose and purpose increases fulfillment and i know this is true and i know that i've been sounding the complete opposite of it but i know on the good days i have a good sense of purpose and i and i do feel good with that right like i feel fulfilled when someone refers to the podcast i want to speak to this idea of the choice of allowing the help in and giving it as well right like that's an active choice right like i think that community care has so many benefits and at the same time it's an active choice the same way you were speaking about meditating like you know you don't want to do it but it has to be something that you choose to be like you choose to live in you choose to to be about if that makes sense yeah no i i 100% agree and i think also when you were speaking about um the person who we helped um ask help them ask for help i think it's um i keep thinking about how we also change the format of our podcast so like we're still giving back to our community but not in a way that exhausts us right like we couldn't sustain a weekly schedule anymore which makes me sad i wish we were still producing at the rate that we were but i also feel like that's part of um the self-care within community care because they don't exist outside of each other. Like self-care and community care do uh, coexist. And I don't think you can really have a strong foundation for one without the other. And also what I will say about community care, I think we forget that it's in our nature to want to be with people and to need people during good times, bad times to socialize. I think like in this world, um, because we feel like we operate in a silo, we, especially during COVID, saw how we, we are actually an ecosystem. I think that that's why the world feels like it's getting worse instead of better, because instead of uniting, we're kind of like hoarding and being super independent and not worrying about our neighbors and the well-being of others. I think it's affecting us. I like the fact that you were talking about self-care and how we can't operate within a a community, like a system of care, without actually operating with self-care, right? Like you you can't have one without the other because one influences the other. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like that very cliche cliche saying of like, if you're not fulfilled, then you can't give back. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, or if your cup isn't full, then whatever you know right. like you put can't fill other cups on, put your oxygen there we go before you help others yeah there we, that's better um it's interesting because i think that when we think about like larger scale issues within our world right like 
not just like the even the pandemic, right? Like you can see it from a community perspective. You think about like the policies set in place, the fact that there are communities who are being underserved. There are people who are being ignored. There are other people who are given more resources. And then you think about what that, how that trickles, you know, trickles down to actually being able to indulge in self-care and not just the indulgent kind, but like it's an indulgence at that point, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like some, like the the extra money or a bonus check at the end of the week because you don't have time for it. And then you think about what that does to someone physically and you think about what that does to the family, right? Like you think about why there's higher crime rates. You think about why people are the way they are. If you start from like, let's say you were to go into that community who is being affected by the higher policies that are being implemented and not necessarily representing them well or fairly or giving back to the people who are in that community as a as community members, this idea of self-care isn't necessarily like, oh, okay, everybody, tend to your self-care so we'll all be good, right? It's more so, that's, that's, I think that's how it's sold to us, but I think that community care, what it does is, let's say when you're not feeling good and you know that somebody else is in the same position as you or you know that somebody else is willing to help you out, And this is an example that was given in one of the articles that I read with even just like a cup of milk or a cup of sugar or whatever it is that you need. It it, it almost takes the stress off of you to do everything on your own, therefore leaving room for you to, to care. But what you have to have in mind with that is that you have to and that's I guess I'm speaking to me is that you have to be able to a take it, um, be able to take that as good, because even though you've received the, the little bit of sugar that was given to you because you needed it, you might internalize it differently and therefore perpetuate something different. Or on the flip side, someone who claims to engage in community care, they have to give within the community and not just take the pieces of the community that benefit them. Does that make sense? So it is that cycle. It is, it, it's all interconnected. It, it's, we are interdependent upon each other. And it's it's that intricate. And that means that everybody in the system has to be aware of their triggers of what's happening. And that's why I think that something as simple as, you know, you really want to talk about community care. That's just an idea I was thinking about when, and it's not my idea, but it makes sense that people want to implement policies to actually get kids in these communities to start thinking about their feelings, being aware of what they need, because that's all it takes. Right. Yeah. And I think just feeling comfortable to exist, which I find is very hard for a lot of people to just exist as they are, um, for sure. And I think like that also reminds me that when we're talking about community care, um, I think like we I want to just clarify, like we're talking about many different things. There's like emotional care and support, right? Like you're in a crisis, you're going through a difficult time, you're feeling depressed, you are feeling anxious, um, going through a breakup, whatever the case may be, right? So you want to be there for people emotionally. Uh, You also want to be there during emergencies, during a crisis, right? Um, You see a lot of times um, that is when communities tend to come together the most. Um, when we are in a crisis, um, you see that, um, well, I mean, I guess during COVID, I feel like everyone was like, fuck you. 
it's a free for all. Um, but I do feel like times like September 11th or things like that, you saw strangers helping each other, like giving each other water and food and helping each other get um, to safety. Um, so emergency support. There's also just social support, right? Like sometimes your community, you just want to hang out. You just want to do something fun. Like you want to uh, go bowling um, or they can help you like move or buy some groceries. So I also do want to, cause I know that we've been talking a lot about the different types of support, but I want to be clear that there's support on all of these levels or community care should provide support on all of these levels. Absolutely. You know, when you were speaking of that example with 9-11 versus the pandemic, I started really thinking about why wasn't there the same response? And I think there was on some level, but who was responding, I think, was the main is the main factor. If you think about like 9-11 and all the people and the kinds of and, and who was affected, I think when and we we as human beings have this tendency to do that and it is very selfish and this is why you need the awareness piece but when something is directly affecting you in your world then you can get into community mindset mode mm, right yes um you know you think about the people who were hoarding their toilet paper you think about the people who were like very cushy and comfy or even the administrators of like in places where you used to work and where I still work like they make these policies and it's like yo you you we all know you're making these policies from your damn cushy ass house right mm-hmm. like not mm-hmm. thinking about the way that other people's worlds are set up mm-hmm. and i really do feel that this is the importance this is that community care is a necessity specifically within the communities that are being overlooked because if you don't got yours then no one else is going to get you um because you think about who 9-11 really affected it was firefighters it was um people who worked in the buildings and i'm not in any way undermining their suffering or invalidating it it's just that that's when people are more likely to speak up and say something needs to be done because it's directly affecting them Mm -hmm. And I think that community care, you spoke to it in the beginning when you gave your your example, needs to have the element of people who have more than mm-hmm. giving up their privileges mm-hmm. in response to the community, for the community, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, and that's the difficult piece. You know, I've been spinning in this episode trying to figure out why it doesn't work, but it kind of clicked for me right now. I think that that's the missing piece, essentially, because when you miss that, and like you just kind of overlook that it feels as though that the community itself that needs the community care most is doing something wrong because they don't know how to engage in it right but the reality is that community care means engaging in community and sometimes letting go of your privileges Hmm. for the sake of the larger group right because if we don't point that out it is very difficult for the other communities to engage in a healthier cycle of how they internalize this. And I think that that's why I was spinning, right? Like, how do I do this? It's all on me to open up and take it. It's all on me to be aware to give. But then what about the people who have privilege? Like, you need to be hella fucking aware of your privilege. And I think that that should be step motherfucking one. Like, and I feel very strongly about that because privilege exists in in all of us and we all have it. So we all, like, that should be in the classroom, to mm. be quite honest. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things that should be in classrooms <laughs> that are not there. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah. Uh, so I do, I do like uh, that you mentioned the giving up the privilege piece because I think it also clicked for me too when you said that. Even though I was the one who said you have to give up your privileges and resources, I think like there's a part of me that doesn't didn't fully take in what that meant. Um, and I was just thinking about what it does actually take from the individual to build community. And I think that it takes a lot of like vulnerability, honesty, communication, trust, mutuality, right? Like you give, mm. I give, I take a little, you take a little and commitment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other part that we're really missing, like that commitment mm. um, that's necessary to build community. Um, because I don't think that people want to put in the time or effort for something that doesn't feel like it's being received quickly. Like if it's not instant, if you don't um, feel like you're, I, I think sometimes people have a hard time giving or building of things that they um, don't see the fruits of their labor. Um, it's so funny because I was actually in Barcelona a few weeks ago and I was oh uh, I was in Barcelona a few weeks ago (laughs) (laughs) no it's okay I love you and I'm very excited that you were there I just had to do it um (laughs) so I was in Barcelona a few weeks ago and I was talking to this guy um I think he's from the Netherlands um and he was visiting Barcelona as well and he was telling me a a little bit about La um La Sagrada Familia which is a church in Barcelona and he I thought because I didn't actually like go inside I just went I just went to see what it looked like I thought that it was like something really old and that they were like re like building it. Like they were kind of like trying to like build up the foundation, you know, like sometimes these old buildings, you got to like do some work on it. And he mentioned to me that it was actually being built, that it's like not new, but it's not like from the medieval times or something like that. And he was mentioning like there were people who worked on this for years and years and they never saw what it looked like finished because it's still not done. They still haven't finished building it. And he was like, I wonder how those people feel that they put in that work. And I was telling him, I was like, I feel like people in the past, they were able to commit their time and their energy to building something for the greater good, even if they didn't benefit from it, because they knew that it was important. And I don't think that we have that anymore. I feel like that's something that's missing. I love that. And I really, and I love that. And it kind of feels like we came to this realization together. On it does. <laughs> um, so you're hearing this in lifetime, everybody. We didn't plan this. Um, but it remi- it does. It's it's so true. Like I was watching um, this show on Amazon, The Wheel of Time. It's actually really good. Um, and there's this one group, I think they're called The Leaf. I don't know. But they're someone had they're they're nonviolent and they don't hurt anybody and they just kind of like they have no weapons they go about their lives as is and their philosophy was explained in one episode where um this woman talks about losing her daughter to violence like someone mm. just killed her for the sake mm. of it because they wanted to kill her, her daughter this isn't a show but so i think that this actually has I'm happened sure. in the world right I'm sorry. and yeah and then someone asked her like how do you not want to get revenge like how do you not like how do you withhold like hold back all those feelings of like wanting to kill back right Mm -hmm. and she said because they believe in reincarnation so she said that she wants to build 
a world or at least attempt to build a world now so that when her daughter returns in the next life, mm. it'll be more peaceful. And I completely and I, I that was so like foreign to me hearing it. And it was beautiful. And it almost felt like nostalgia because like there's this piece of me that wonders, like, have we lost our sense of the bigger picture? I mean, mm. not, I think we have, to be quite honest, but, you know, it's sad where we don't think of outside, like, we don't think outside of ourselves, you know, even when we say we're in community, we take the things that we want, and we don't really think about all the things that you and I have been talking about since the podcast, the podcast and its inception, right, like taking up space, boundaries, um, trust between people, like, how, how people are, like, we don't even leave room for us to be like, well, this person must be really suffering if they were shitty to me, right? Mm-hmm. We're just like, I, I know I'm like that. I'm like, okay, go fuck yourself too then, right? And have a <laughs> shitty ass day. Like, <laughs> like I'm a true New Yorker in that sense. And and we take pride in those things, right? Like, even when I said true New Yorker, it's I'm proud of that. But I think that to actually engage in community care, we have to rewire the way that we see the bigger picture, to your point. Yeah, no, and I agree, because I think the other point that I wanted to make is, like, as we grow up in life, like, our values change, our lifestyle changes, we grow and become different people, Um, and I think that that's, to your point, like, sometimes it, the changes for the better, and sometimes not so much, Uh, And I think that also um, part of like building a community, um, not just the greater community, but like that intimate community, right? I think like something that I've been struggling with a lot recently is like staying firm to my values and what I think is important and letting go of people who don't align with those things. Because I think like part of um, what makes it difficult to be in community, as you mentioned, is this piece of like, what do I get out of it? And I think sometimes we we get so stuck into like, what do I get out of it? What's mine? And we become kind of possessive that sometimes we don't realize we need to let go of certain things. We need to let go of that like individualistic mindset, but sometimes we need to let go of people and certain ideals, certain things that no longer serve us or the greater good. And I think that that's also something that we struggle with in building the community. Like, when do we let go of the people who no longer align with us? When do we let go of the ideals that no longer align with us? Um, Mm. Things like that. Yeah, that's so real. Because, you know, in letting go of people and ideals, it's, it's letting go of a piece of you that has been established and this is who you thought you were and, and losing a sense of yourself could feel very, very scary. Mm-hmm. And that it makes sense to me and I'm not condoning it, but it does make sense to me why someone would choose themselves in mm-hmm. that way of like just not wanting to feel uncomfortable over the greater good. Right. Um, but I, I do think that. I am going to be judgmental in that choice because I'm not perfect, <laughs> obviously, because I came into this. I think my whole mood shifted. I came into this podcast, like, asking Crystal questions, like, but why? <laughs> like, and <laughs> But at the same time, um, I know that I, I strive to find those answers and not hide away from them. And, like, I, 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 I guess we've said this before. Like, we only ask that people do that for themselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. 
So with that said, that is our episode. Um, I hope you were able to keep up because I know we were asking questions and having epiphanies and dropping gems and <laughs> there was a lot going on in this episode. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I almost feel bad, but I'm not going to apologize. No, good for you. Don't apologize. Uh, but we do thank you for listening and uh, sitting with us as we also navigate this concept, because just like the rest of the world that is still trying to figure out what community care is, we are also in the process of living in it and trying to figure it out for ourselves as well. Um, definitely make sure to check us out on Instagram at tic- Instagram and TikTok at never told this pod or send us an email at never told this pod at gmail.com. And make sure to come back next time so we can tell you what they never told us.